Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland High School Board of Education podcast. And with me in the studio is our superintendent of schools, the one, the only, Dr. Charles Britton. Hi, Charles. How are you? Have we really done 23 of these already? Wow. Yes. Yes. Time flies. Yeah. You know, we're just cranking them out here. I think so. 20, what, that's about one a month, I think. Yeah, we're about there. You know, sometimes a little bit more often, but, you know, we're doing at least one a month. So, anyway. Uh, So, tell us, what's what's new in the uh, district? How's your summer going? Everything's good. It's, uh, you know, a little after July 4th here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the last two weeks of June are always a very nice time for public school educators. It's Mm -hmm. sort of our opportunity to catch our breath and and, uh, focus on the next year. With, with the exception of, we just started um, all of our summer programs. Yeah. I think one of the one of the really neat things about um, some of the, the relief money that we received from the pandemic is that uh, we were encouraged to use it to run um, summer learning programs mm-hmm. for our kids. And um, we've done so. So for the past two years, we're going to be able to do it. Did it last summer. This summer, we'll be able to do it next summer um, and I believe the summer after. Okay. We're, we're running, um, essentially, they're about four-hour programs for students to, to come in and, you know, essentially get some extra help, right? Okay. Um, so we, the, the original design of the programs was to help students recover learning loss that were, was experienced during the pandemic, which mm-hmm. we know happened. Sure, absolutely. Um, but it's great. You know, sort of, you know, lots of people will, will hear me say this and, you know, groan. But, you know, my, my dream ultimately is that um, year-round schooling should be a reality. You know, I, well, I, I don't I don't see why, you know, we, we stop in the middle of June and don't pick up again until the end of August. You know, yeah. That, that, yes, I get it. You know, summer is important and camps and get kids outside. And, and year round schooling doesn't have to look like it does during the regular year. Correct. Right. right. And we, right. we learned a lot from the pandemic about how to do things online. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can create some really nice and have created some really nice enrichment programs. And, and it's really important that our kids are continuing to read and think critically and creatively about the world and mm-hmm. engage in rich conversations um, throughout the summer months. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it happen. And it may be one of those silver linings from the pandemic that, that, we take away and that, sure. you know, summer learning is something that, that just happens um, normally. Sure. So that's the hope. Now, when you say the summer programs, you say are, are four hours, are, is that is that daily or? In person, that, yep. Uh, five days a week five, for the month oh, of okay. July. Right. And then we have an additional um, program that's an online program for all kids. Like in the, in the old days, we used to do um, reading challenges and, okay. and you know, encourage students to, you know, continue reading. Now we, we have this a little bit more structured. Um, our teachers come in and put together some, you know, fun activities for kids to work on. Um, okay. And we let all the kids take home their Chromebooks over the summer. Uh-huh. So they have access to the technology and the Google Classrooms. And then teachers incentivize if they, they do these um, reading and math challenges and, Great. you know, different types of things with, uh, we do raffles and, and giveaways. Nice. So, yeah, it kind of keep, keeps kids you know, reminded that school's here and important and and connected to their teachers and classmates and um, while off enjoying the summer, also keeping their their minds engaged. Sure, sure. Now, I think that the high school here is also utilized for the park and rec program, summer program, correct? correct? Uh, The the park and rec program is is going strong. Um, A Middletown stage company is renting our facilities for the last two weeks of July to... uh, do some performances. Uh, I know Camp Ingersoll is, is up and running. Okay, um, yeah. Lots of fun things for um, people to, to do. So, mm-hmm. 
know, if anybody hearing the sound of my voice, uh, you know, has a, a, a youngster at home who, who might otherwise uh, be looking for something to be engaged in, sure, to get in touch with us. Uh, yes. we, we have plenty of scholarships and, and financial assistance available to people. And you know, if, if any parent called me up and said, hey, you know, my, my son or daughter would, would, would benefit from some um, healthy things to do, let, let me know. We have our social workers and we could, we could certainly put people in touch with the right resources. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think, you know, uh, you know, with the pandemic and so forth, I think uh, um, uh, social workers are really uh, uh, earning their pay. <laughs> As far they as are. that goes, yeah, they, they, we all we all have, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. in particular, yeah, our, our social workers, our counselors, our school psychologists have all, have all been been. It's been keeping kids engaged. Keeping kids engaged, you know, that's what yeah. it's about. Helping, um, you know, navigate some troubled times. Yes, uh, but yeah, you know, I think we're over it. I think we're heading in the right direction, and and all is well. Sure. So were were you able to take some time off uh, yet? I did. Yeah, yeah, I took the last two weeks of June. I only worked a couple of days, um, but. You know, just spend some time with the family, and that's it. Relax. Played a little golf, Played a little I hear. golf on the side, yeah. There you go. Did a little water skiing that, kind of thing. That's nice. Yep. That's nice. Well, you know, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, weather-wise, it's, uh, you know, we've been, you know, fairly lucky. I think uh, today is the, the humidity is not, not as uh, uh, good as it was yesterday, but we got a little more humidity. But, you know, realistically, uh, we've been very fortunate. I, yeah. You can look around the country and all the extreme weather and floods and all that kind of stuff and we're in the northeast here i think we're uh yeah. uh you get, know doing get outside and enjoy it for yeah, sure exactly so um anyway um what's uh you know as far as in relation to i know one, one of the hot topics uh what's the timetable on replacing the track do you know oh yeah so um we interviewed some architecture firms already mm-hmm. and now we're um going to go out for some bids to find out how much this will all cost us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't expect that the track would be, you know, unfortunately, done by uh, the next track season, right, essentially right. in the spring. And that has a lot to do with. Um, I'm learning a lot about tracks. The, the, the temperature is important when you Correct. when you remove the old and put down the the new foundation and the the top for it has to be a. You have to find a Goldilocks zone of, of temperature, and right. and that usually is is. Um, early spring yeah but you know with a little bit of luck and some hope i think by next summer we'll we'll see some good progress and and certainly by track season 2024 we'll be back to hosting events and have a great great upgraded facility yes that'd be nice that'd be very nice yeah Yeah. Uh, i know the track gets a lot of use i mean even it does i come up here and every and walk every morning you know and so forth at five o'clock in the morning and get my mile in a mile and a half whatever so but it's it's a nice uh it's a nice facility, and uh, it's you know it, the the best part at five in the morning. I can I can watch the sunrise coming up over For the sure. horizon. So anyway, you know, and it's not just the the track. Um, you know, what 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 other thing I would, would remind everybody of, and I, I have put out you know plenty of emails to parents and, and invited, and I've got some really good responses that we're running a, a series of focus groups this summer mm-hmm. um, to get input from. Parents, community members, stakeholders. We're going to try to, you know, really canvas the town and, and make sure that we get feedback from a lot of people about, you know, what the future of the schools might look like. Right, and that's what I think your facilities committee, that's correct? What the facilities committee is yep. doing, uh-huh. and you know, the the reality is right now, you know, we run five schools, five separate schools for a, a student population of you know, twelve hundred fifty to thirteen hundred students. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of overhead. 
You know, that's, it is. A, that's a lot of overhead that, that you're carrying. And, you know, we're having some real discussions. And I know these discussions have been had in, for many, many years in, yep, in yep. Portland about, um, you know, the age of the facilities, the condition of the facilities, and the amount of square footage that we sure. are taking care of. Yeah. Um, and whether there might be some ways to, you know, cumbersome savings. Yeah. And essentially improve the quality of facilities and the educational environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and might those two things work together? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, some of the ideas that are, are floating around now are, do we need all five schools? Mm-hmm. Right? What, what would the district look like if we reduce from five to three or, mm-hmm. or five to four or five to three? Yeah. Right? And, you know, what w- would the community support that? Sure. Um, yeah. And of course... You know, we don't want to go make a plan that we think is good without any community input to sure. have people disappointed sure. with yeah, it. Yeah. We, we want to make sure that we do as much work as we can on the front end right. so that the plan we come out with, we know that we've had enough input from people. And, and again, I don't ever expect unanimous support. Right, but, right. You know, 90% is pretty good, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's well, get, a, let's yeah. get, get people consensus. excited about this and, and behind it. So, um Next Monday, we're running focus groups um, all the month of uh, uh, rest of July and, and parts of August, and then into the fall. So that you know, I'm really excited to you know get hear from from stakeholders, hear mm-hmm. from taxpayers about you know their ideas about what what they'd like to see the school district look like over the next five to ten years. Share those ideas with the board of education and, and our board of selectmen, and and see if there's some some consensus about um, what we might become. Sure. As a, a, a K through twelve district yeah. with a relatively stable population over the next decade. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I I do sound for probably four or five high schools around the state, and you know, I have high schools that are that are uh, populated with twelve to fifteen hundred kids. That's just a high school. So yeah, no, I ran a high school for eight years of eighteen hundred kids. Yes, you know, my my the high school I ran was larger than this entire district. It's, exactly, it, it's not uncommon. I mean, um, it, it it's just. It is uncommon that you find schools of you know, 200, 250. That's small. Right, right. right. Um, so you know, the, there are some, some greater efficiencies and, and some better some better experiences we might be able to provide. Yeah. And by the same time, at the same time, uh, uh, experience some savings. You exactly. Know, as far as, in, you know, like you say, there's a lot of a lot of infrastructure to upkeep and a lot of things to maintain. And um, actually, you know, as and requiring staffing and that that old thing you know so um that that is an issue and if you can uh, encumber some savings there it's certainly well worth looking at yeah and uh, of course you know anything we do has to um you know be sustainable Mm -hmm. i mean it's you know what obviously we are we are are blessed with uh the the resources that we have now and and we want to make sure we're using them wisely and we want to make sure that Everybody who pays their taxes feels like they're we're good stewards of that that funding source, and um, you know, that that is a very important consideration. Sure. You know, you know, of course, in my mind, my the primary consideration is always an environment that promotes the highest quality teaching and learning. Sure, but very quickly, second on the list has to be in a cost-effective way. Sure. Well, I think one of the things that we experienced, you know, with the COVID thing is that. Uh, you know, in, in many schools, not just our district, many schools uh, throughout the state, uh, the HVAC systems were, were antiquated. And, you know, in order to comply with a lot of those uh, uh, 
you know, air handling issues. Okay, a lot of a lot of things have to be upgraded. So that's that's another thing to sure. We we yeah, we we know. Visit visit any school on a hot day, except for maybe the high school, middle school, mm-hmm. um, and you'll you'll feel it. Oh sure. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know there is no you know air conditioning in some of our facilities, which is why you know, on very hot days in the spring and fall we dismiss early. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know it, it becomes insufferably hot. Yes, you know? yes. You know, and, of course, we also have to recognize that the architects who designed Brownstone mm-hmm. in the 1930s yep. <laughs> didn't have the same concerns about school security sure. that we have today. Yep. Um, they, they weren't thinking about technology needs the mm-hmm. same way we do today. Yes. You know, there are, times have changed. Absolutely. A- and Valley View, Gildersleeve, and, and Brownstone were designed for educating children of a different generation mm-hmm. and, and a different time. Yeah. Um, so we have to recognize that and, and talk about that in the context of what our, our teachers and our students need today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that uh, goes hand in hand with the, you know, uh, again the the upkeep and, and maintenance. Yep. You know, as far as that goes, sure. For sure. sure. So now, uh, staffing wise, uh, do you have some? You have some new hires coming yeah, down this year. Yeah, we're, we're in so really, let's talk about those a little bit. Really good shape. We have a, a new assistant principal. His name is Frank Cardona. I know mm-hmm. the community is going to love him. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new facilities director, Bob Shea. Definitely okay. not a stranger in town. Sure. I know everybody um, knows Bob well and, and is going to welcome him to that position. We have a new principal at Brownstone named Mike Searson. Okay. So three new administrators coming in have hired some fabulous teachers. Okay. Um, uh, we still have some positions available if anybody's hearing my voice and is a kindergarten teacher. I am going to be asking for an additional kindergarten teacher. Our enrollment in kindergarten is, is closing in on 100. Mm-hmm. I, I think we could use a sixth kindergarten teacher. That's not definite yet, but something we're looking seriously at. Um, and we did have a fourth grade teacher resign. Mm-hmm. So... If anybody knows any good kindergarten or fourth grade teachers out there, we're looking. Come on down. Yeah, and we're also looking for a um, reading teacher for the middle school. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so those are the three positions we have left. Um, otherwise, we're going to be fully staffed and ready to roll. Great. Come August 28th. 28th, that's yeah. it. Yep. yep. As far as that's go. And now the, the summer programs that are going through are going through July? July, and, yep. Just July. Yeah, okay, just so, July. Yep. And then August is pretty much kind of laying low. Oh, August is is get ready. Yes, yeah. 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 August is the, the camps are still running, mm-hmm. um, park and rec camp, Camp Ingersoll. Right, um, but right. the the school programs start to um, refresh. Great, great. Um, all right, fantastic. Um, you know, from that standpoint, I think uh, that puts us in good shape to you know launch uh, you know into the uh, the new. How uh, it's it's, it's going to be. 22-23 school year. Doesn't it feel like something Ray Bradbury would write about? Oh, my God, huh? It's just like, wow. It's just that the calendar just keeps slipping over. I feel like we should put on our jetpacks or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Yep. So, all right, good. Anything else you want to cover? Well, we'll make it short and sweet here. And- yeah, short and sweet. I'll come back in August and uh, give you an update on how those focus groups went and maybe talk a little bit about next steps. Sure. Yeah, maybe next uh, next time, maybe we can have uh, maybe Lou Pear from the uh, co- yeah, facilities committee. Great committee idea. And, and and chat a little bit about uh, he's doing a great job. Obviously, yeah. he's very very experienced, yep. you know, in administration and uh, and so forth, and and brings uh, a lot to the table. For he is a Portland treasure. 
Yes, yes, that's good. All right. All right. So uh, that about wraps it up here for our episode number 23 for the Town of Portland School District uh, podcast with our superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. And uh, that is now where I guess we're officially in the dog days of summer. Yeah, stay cool, everyone. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you.